You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. When you hear the words Disney and cruise, you probably see lots of dollar signs. But a Disney cruise doesn't have to break the bank. Listen up to hear how Jess saved on a recent Disney cruise and some tricks she used to rack up tons of points in the process. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. So in today's episode, Jess is going to be talking to us about how she recently went on a Disney cruise. And let's just to start it off, Jess, tell us like how this trip came about. Have you been on a cruise before? Was this your first time? What's your experiences in the world of cruises? So in previous episodes, I've talked about how, like, I'm not a Disney adult and I'm not super obsessed with Disney, but I really think this might be our third episode with me talking about Disney. So I think maybe I am a Disney adult and I'm just in denial. I, I think you are, too. <laughs> you crossed over and, like, even, like, literally in, like, the last month. I'm like, mm. your cr- I think it was your cruise that did it to you. I just need to accept it. Um, but no, this was our third third Disney cruise. So I've only ever done a Disney cruise. Um, So I cannot compare it to any other cruise lines. But this was our third Disney cruise. We did one, we did a seven night Disney cruise in I think it was 2016. And then we did a five night Disney cruise in 2019. And then we just did a four night Disney cruise in March 2023. So third one, the first two were on the same ship, the Disney Wonder, and this most recent one was on the Disney Wish, which is Disney's newest ship that just came out. So that is one of the reasons why I want to talk about ways to save, because they are pretty pricey, as you can imagine. Is that newer ship more expensive than the other ones? Like, I know nothing about Disney cruises or cruises in general. I've never been on a cruise. So... This is like a whole new world for me. Oh, and is that supposed to be a pun? A whole new world? Um, <laughs> it actually wasn't. <laughs> See, you that's when you know you're a Disney adult because you're like picking out puns of things that I'm not even meaning. So we know who's not the Disney adult and who is. <laughs> so it is more expensive, but purely from a supply and demand, you know, it's like because it's the newest ship, everyone wants to go on it. And so that, you know, increases demand, which therefore increases the price. And so that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. When we went in 2016, my daughter was three. And so obviously it was before she started school. And so we could be much more flexible with our dates. And that was our seven night cruise. And ironically, that was the cheapest Disney cruise we've taken. Even though it was the longest cruise, it was the cheapest because we were able to go off peak. So if you are able to sail off peak, you are going to save thousands of dollars. And we actually went the week after Thanksgiving. And so it's like Thanksgiving week is going to be really pricey. Obviously, over the holidays, it's going to be really pricey, like second half of December. But for those few weeks, like end of November, early December, you can get some really good deals. So we were able to go the week after Thanksgiving and save thousands of dollars that way. Um, another thing is if you get an inside room, you can save, those are the typically the cheapest. You can save a lot of money by doing that. I am a little bit like claustrophobic and the, I like the thought of not having any windows freaks me out. And so that would freak me out too. I could, I don't think I could do that. You know, though, guys, I have cruised before and I have always had the inside staterooms and it was simply because of cost but I like them because it's so dark I had trouble trouble sleeping sometimes and I could sleep really good so for some people they just work so and I am a little claustrophobic so that is kind of surprising yeah so 
They also, Disney also has what's called a guarantee rate. And it's basically, it's like, it's like flying Southwest on a Disney cruise. Like you don't get to pick your room ahead of time, but you can choose what type of room you want. So you can say like, I want a guarantee veranda room. And so you don't know where you're going to end up on the ship, um, but you'll you'll get a veranda, you know. And so that's another way to save some money. I have personally never done that because I'm a control freak and I need to choose my room and know exactly where I'm going to be. And also with cruises, if you're mid-ship, that's like where you feel the movement the least. And I have always been really paranoid about getting seasick. And so I don't want a chance ending up like at the very front or the very back of the ship and then having issues with motion sickness there. But if you don't care about that, if you're not prone to motion sickness and you just want a good deal, then doing a guarantee rate could be a really good option for you. I was just going to ask you what like the different room types you could get. So you answered my question. But you also told me that if I go on a cruise, I need a guarantee room too, because that's like why I haven't gone on a cruise is because I, or yeah, a guarantee, that's the thing where you get to choose your room, right? The guarantee room? No, the guarantee is just like you're guaranteeing the type, but you can't. Oh, okay. I would need to choose my room like you did, because I, that's one of the reasons I don't go on a cruise or haven't been on one is because I get dizzy very easily. So i just worry that I would be one of those people that's either dizzy on the cruise the whole time or one of those people that comes home from their cruise and still feels like they're on a boat for a week. Because I even feel like that just from flying a little bit. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if cruises are for me, but if I did, that's a good tip to know. Yeah. And the other thing is with Disney, it is typically cheapest the day that the schedule is released. And they release the schedule really far in advance, like over a year in advance. So the nice thing is you have a ton of time to save up or to travel hack your way to paying for the cruise. Um, And so those are just a few things to keep in mind. If you can sail off peak, that's great. We can't anymore. My husband is a professor and our daughter's in school. I think I've mentioned that before. So we have like two school schedules that we are having to coordinate And so we went spring break, super expensive week to go on the newest ship, super expensive ship. You know, I wanted a veranda room because I want to be able to sit outside and look at the water and drink my coffee. And so all three of those things together, it's like, okay, you just got the most expensive cruise possible. So I really had to, you know get creative with how to save money on this cruise. So Jess, so you've done a seven night, a five night, and a four night. My question is, was the four night enough for you after having done a seven and five? No, I I said I don't, I would want to do, like the seven night was my favorite. I thought that that was a really good length, um, but I thought four was too short. I probably wouldn't do a four night again. I'd probably do a five again, but I thought four was too short. I'd rather I'd rather do a week if I could. Well, especially because you get in kind of late and you have to leave kind of early. Yeah, there's so much to do on the ship itself. And so it's like with only four nights, you feel like you don't get to do everything. Good point. So Let's go into, I know that there's some ways that you can travel hack cruises and travel hack getting there, hotels or different things. So how did you get there? So where did this cruise take off from? I know, I don't think it was from Houston, although there are a lot of cruises that do go from Houston, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we did. Our first Disney cruise left out of Galveston, which was super convenient because we just drove to the port and parked there. But this one went out of Port Canaveral which to get there, you have to fly into Orlando. So we flew Southwest Airlines from Houston to Orlando. We used our trusty Southwest Companion Pass to get one of us for almost free. My husband was my companion. We paid $11.20 in taxes for his flight and he was free. And then we used Southwest points for mine and my daughter's flights. And it was pretty I don't remember exactly how many points it was, but it was pretty pricey because it was spring break to Orlando. And so everyone, like not even 
cruisers. Like everyone is just going to Orlando for Universal and for Disney World. And so you can imagine that that is high demand time to fly Southwest to Orlando. So we saved a lot of points by being able to add him as a companion. So that is how we got to Orlando. And then as far as the hotel goes, obviously my Monica Geller cannot fly in the morning of the cruise because I would be way too worried that the flight would be delayed. The ship would leave without us, you know, so I am not flying. Well, especially when you put so much money into that too. You're like, ah, you got to like plan for bad things to happen, especially spring break when you're flying. Like, I don't know, things can just go bad. That has to have happened once in a while. They have to have a way that people get to the next port or something. So we actually flew in two nights early because we wanted to go to Universal for just a day. My daughter is super into Harry Potter. So we wanted to do Harry Potter World. We had never been to Universal before. So we flew in on a Saturday. The cruise was leaving Monday. And we stayed at the Hyatt Regency Orlando Airport. It is really convenient. As the name suggests, it is connected to the Orlando airport. And so it was really convenient. You know, we got off the plane. I had checked in on the app, had my digital key, and we just walked over to the hotel right there in, you know, by the, it's right, the entrance is right by like the TSA and clear lines. And so really easy to get to, really convenient. It is a category four Hyatt. So which means you can use your category one to four free night certificates there, which is exactly what we did. I had one free night from my Hyatt credit card. My husband had one from his. And so we just combined ours and I booked it under my account and we got two free nights at the Hyatt Regency Orlando airport. You can also use points. It's 15, like the standard rate is 15,000 points a night. And then if it's off peak, it's 12. If it's peak, it's 18,000. But I think most nights I looked at were 15,000 points a night. So Jess, I have a question for you because I know you're globalist. When you book a free night certificate, can you use your globalist benefits? Yes. Yeah. So we got, we didn't have a car, but we got the free breakfast at the hotel, which was really good. It was um it's in the restaurant there. And so we got an a la carte breakfast. That was really good. And I don't think there were any, like if we had a car, we would have gotten free parking, but we didn't. No upgraded rooms this time? Oh, we did get upgraded to, it wasn't a suite, but it was like a runway view room with a balcony. And it was actually really cool because we could just like go sit on the balcony and like watch the planes take off. So that was actually pretty cool. We weren't in the room a ton because we got there, basically went and had dinner and went to bed. And then the next day we were at Universal pretty much all day long. So we weren't really at the hotel much, but it was really, it was a really nice day. And I know we're talking about cruising, but just for Harry Potter fans out there, was that worthwhile going? Did Molly love it? What were your thoughts about going there? Molly did love it. I, it was really crowded the day we were there. And I think, you know, it was a Sunday of of spring break week. And so it's not surprising. I don't really have a desire to go back to Universal. I know a lot of people love Universal. I am team Disney. Like I think Disney World is way better than Universal after experiencing it. Granted, we were only there for a day. So maybe I didn't give it, you know, enough time, but it was really crowded and I just wasn't overly impressed by it. Please don't like unfollow us for me saying that. <laughs> but are you like a Harry Potter fan? Like, have you read the books? I'm not. No. Okay. So, okay. We're going to get more people um, unfollowing us. No, well, I'll, I'll make up for it because I am a Harry Potter fan. I read the books. I watched the movies. I loved it all. So you maybe would like it more if you had done those things. You know what I mean? Like if you were a fan going into it. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I did. No, I thought Harry Potter World was really cool. And I thought we got the park hopper tickets. And so you can take, like, the Hogwarts Express train from, like, one park to the other. I thought all of that was really cool. I just don't have the dis- – it was one of those things where it's like, I did it once. I don't need to do it again. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. So I personally have no desire to go back to Universal. But I know that, like, tons of people love it. So, you know, whatever floats your boat. And there's another cruise pun to go into the next section. So the nice, but the best, like one of the best parts of the Hyatt Regency Orlando Airport is that you can arrange transportation through Disney Cruise Line. They will pick you up from the Hyatt and they will transport your bags directly from your hotel room to your stateroom on the ship. So that was, I'm all about convenience. And so not having to lug my luggage around a cruise ship terminal and like onto the shuttle bus I was like sign me up for that is that just like specific to staying at that hotel or do they have that like at other hotels as well no well it's it's okay so it's either if you're staying at a Hyatt or if you're staying at a Disney property okay that is really cool yeah because a lot of people will like go to Disney World before their cruise you know and so if you're staying at a Disney property it's an option also It is $39 per person each way, but I don't really think rent, you know, if you're cruising from Port Canaveral, I really don't think renting a car makes sense because not only do you have to pay for the rental car, you also have to pay to park it at the terminal and you're not even going to be there. So I really don't think renting a car makes sense. The only other transportation option we considered was just taking an Uber, but I was like, you know what? I would rather just leave the bags in the room, go on the Disney shuttle, you know, it's it was just so convenient. So they so we just met like in the ballroom area which is right next to where the Globalist breakfast was or the where the restaurant is. We met there. We gave them our room number. They went and got our bags. When we got on the ship, they were in our room already. So it was just really convenient. And we did that for coming home too. They don't they unfortunately don't transport your transport your bags to the plane but it was still it was just super convenient to just do everything through Disney and I don't I mean it's a pretty far drive I think it was around 45 to 50 minutes so an Uber an Uber both ways probably would have been pretty pricey I don't know exactly how much but to me it was worth it just to pay it and get them to take care of everything yeah not having to take care of your bags and worry about that that's huge So now, how did you save on the cruise itself? As you said, it was like the most expensive cruise you could have picked in the most expensive time. So how did you find ways to save on your cruise? Okay, so many years ago, you used to be able to book Disney cruises through the Chase portal. But they have since taken that away. You can book other cruise lines through some of the travel portals, but not Disney. Disney is like, did you ever do anything like that with your other cruises or no? Because my first cruise we went on, I like wasn't really travel hacking. I was like brand new travel hacker at that point. And then the last the last Disney cruise we went on, I did do like we used points for our flights to San Diego. We used points for our pre-cruise hotel. But I was not anywhere near as intense about like saving money on the cruise itself or racking up points in the process. Okay, so I will admit that I mostly used this cruise as a way to rack up a ton of points, and I will get into how I did that a little bit later on, but I'm going to give you some ideas for how you could use your points or miles. So the most popular way I feel like to save money on the Disney cruise itself is by using Capital One Venture Miles to erase your travel purchases. And I think we've talked about that before in previous episodes, but the cruise obviously will code as travel on your Capital One cards. And so then you can turn around and apply your venture miles and basically get a statement credit towards the cost of the cruise. And so the Venture and Venture X, at least one of those is always going to be 75,000 miles, I would assume. They're currently both 75,000 miles. So that's equal to $750 if you were to cash those out by erasing your travel purchases. If you and your player two each got one of those, 
that right there is $1,500 in venture miles. And then you could, you know, player one could refer player two for that card. And Capital One offers 25,000 referral points. So that right there is like $1,750. That's not even taking into account, you know, the, the miles that you're earning. You get 2x on every purchase with those cards. So hitting the minimum spend, you're talking probably another $100. So you're talking almost $2,000 right there just from a player one and a player two getting the Venture card. You can also have the Venture and the Venture X. So, you know, if each person were to get both, then that's that's a lot of uh, money that you're saving towards a cruise right there. Like, we do not we choose to not use our venture miles for erasing purchases because we like to use them for international business class flights. But if you are like, I want to go on a Disney cruise, I need to save this money and I that's how I want to use my points, that's totally valid. And so Capital One miles are are what I would personally do if I were gonna, you know, erase some some money. I agree. And I also think it's one of like the easiest ways to do it to save money so if you're like a beginner and some of the other because sometimes transferring the points can seem a little overwhelming especially i think venture miles have some you know not as domestic friendly transfer partners and so using the purchase eraser can make a lot of sense for people so i like that option too another one i wanted to say was the um city thank you points like with the city premier card is another card that you can do something very similar with you don't actually have to pay for your cruise with that card you can just essentially cash out your bonus and just get cash back and then apply that towards a cruise. And that's another easy way to do it too. Like if you already have the venture cards and you're like, still want to save money, look into the city premier card as well. Totally agree. Yeah. City makes it really easy. <laughs> you basically just get cash. Um, so both of those, I mean, if you were to get both of those, you're talking about, you could probably cover, you could cover a cruise right there. You know, if you, if you and your player two got those you'd be good to go and you know that's amazing to be able to go on that expensive of a cruise with say a sign up of four cards i mean it would probably take a family almost a year to do that but if that's your dream that's pretty incredible that travel hacking this points and miles game will let you do that you know book this type of a, a cruise and you know make your kids dreams come true and the other thing you have to factor in is like you're getting your food included too. And so it's something where you're, you know, you're, yeah, maybe you're cashing these out and one cent per mile or per point isn't like the best value if you're just objectively looking at it. But you're also getting like this dream vacation, all your food covered, you know, and so your child care covered with the kids club. Yes, your child, if your kid is over three, you're getting free child care. And so, and entertainment. I mean, there's a lot of value just in those things, you know, that maybe. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that people don't account for. It's like, oh, I just got one cent per point. And it's like, well, actually, you got your food, your entertainment, and all of those things. It's, it's a really good point, Jess. So on the topic of me being a Disney adult, we actually already booked our next Disney cruise. So I'm going to talk about sort of our plan for that for how we're going to save money on that one also so we booked an alaskan disney cruise for next summer seven nights because i was like i'm not doing any shorter than that and if you're going to alaska you really need like at least a week i think so what ship are you guys doing this time we're doing the disney wonder which is the one that we've done twice before and i really like that one like maybe it's just because that was like my first ship i ever went on and so i'm like partial to it but I really, really like that one. It's smaller than The Wish. The Wish is huge. There were a ton of people on there. And, you know, I don't really like crowds. But The Wonder is just smaller. And I always, I felt like when we were on there, it just wasn't as, like, crowded and the lines weren't as long. And so going back on The Wonder, one card that people really don't talk about very much is the Chase Inc. Premier card. And you hear ink and you think, oh, it earns ultimate rewards points that I can transfer to Hyatt. But it actually doesn't. 
It is a purely cash back card. Yeah. If it did earn those points, you would hear us talking about it a ton. (laughs) So we don't talk about it a ton because it doesn't earn ultimate rewards points. It is purely a cash back card. You cannot transfer points from your ink premiere to your Sapphire Preferred or anything like that. So we don't talk about it a ton, but I was actually thinking I am probably going to open that card this year. And I'm also going to refer my husband for it because you get $1,000 cash back after you spend $10,000 in the first three months. I know that's kind of a hefty minimum spend that not everyone is going to be able to hit, but it's basically a card, a business card that doesn't take up a 524 spot and it gives you $1,000 cash back. So, and that's 10% back. Like, that's pretty amazing. It doesn't take a 5 and 24 spot? No, because it's a, it's a business card. Oh, my goodness. I don't know anything about this card. So I'm learning right along with the rest of you. The other thing is, it okay, there is a $195 annual fee, but you get 2% back on every purchase, and you get 2.5% back on purchases over $5,000. I am probably planning to have this card be the card I pay my estimated taxes on because that's a moneymaker. You know, if I'm getting two and a half percent back and I think the services charge like 1.85% to pay your taxes, I'm right there making money by charging my taxes to this card and 2% back on every single purchase, like not having to worry about, you know, oh, what does this get back at? Amazon or grocery store, you know. So I think that I will be getting the ink premiere this year. Inks also currently have 40,000 referral point bonuses. I'm going to get my $1,000 cash back to put towards our Alaska Disney cruise. I'm going to refer my husband and get 40,000 ultimate rewards points by referring him. And then I am going, and then he's going to get $1,000 cash back. And so I th- like right there, $2,000 cash back to put towards our Disney cruise. And like I said, we're not going till summer 2024. So we have a ton of time to, you know, save up and figure out how we're going to. Well, and you have to spend that money like you have to pay your taxes. And so it's like I might as well get rewarded for it. So that's a really great plan. So I have, everybody's wanting to ask the question I'm going to ask you now, Jess. Is this going to be your go-to card now? Are you giving up ultimate rewards? No, no. I'm not giving up ultimate rewards. This is not going to be my go-to card. But, you know, for... If it took up a 524 spot, I probably would not be getting this card. But it doesn't take up a 524 spot. And so I feel like I really have nothing to lose. Like I might as well just get my $1,000 cash back. I do think it'll be my go-to card for paying taxes maybe with that 2.5% back. Um, That's pretty good. But it's not going to be like my everyday spend card. You know, it serves a purpose to get you on this cruise. Exactly. And that's what we always say. We always say like, as long as you have a plan for your card, it doesn't really matter what any, you know, you see all these rankings like these are the top cards and like if you have a plan for your card then do it you know i mean who who are we to tell you which cards to get and not just you you be you you be you with your cruise card so yeah so i think we're each going to get that one and we'll you know we'll get $2000 cash back and 40000 ultimate rewards referral points and so Um, I am excited about that. And the other thing is, this doesn't help you if this will be your first Disney cruise. But if you take a Disney cruise while you're on board, you can you can do what's called a placeholder, which is you basically pay two hundred and fifty dollars and it's refundable if you decide not to go on a future Disney cruise. But if you do a placeholder that gets you 10 percent off your next Disney cruise. And I think you have to redeem it within two years. And so what we did was on the cruise that we just went on, we did a placeholder. And then a few weeks later, they released the schedule for for summer 2024. And so we booked our Alaska cruise and then we got 10% off of the Alaska cruise, which saved us a decent chunk of money um, because the Alaska cruises are pretty pricey. 
So we got 10% off. That right there is already a savings on that cruise. So if you go on the Disney cruise and you fall in love, you might as well just do the placeholder because if you decide not to take that future cruise, you get the 250 back. So you're really not risking anything by doing that. So that is another tip for saving money. And then the final one is we actually did a little bit of a hack on the cruise that we went on. So the cruise we went on was to the Bahamas. It stopped in Nassau and it stopped at Castaway Key, which is Disney's private island, which is like my favorite stop because, I, like I said, I don't like crowds. And so it's like a whole private island and it's only the people on your cruise ship that are on the island. And so... There's plenty of chairs. There's plenty of umbrellas. The There's a kids club on the island that's included. There's food on the island that's included. And so I just love that stop. But when we when we stopped in Nassau, uh, my daughter really wanted to go to Atlantis. And Disney was charging over 200. I think they were charging $205 per person to go to Atlantis. Just for the day. Just to go there for a few hours. Yeah, just for the day. And so for the three of us to go to Atlantis, it was going to be over $600. And I was like, no, I'm not paying $600. And I personally didn't even want to go to Atlantis. But then I discovered this hack. And I was like, okay, I need to go for content. Like I pulled a Pam. And I was like, I have to go for the people. I have to test out if this hack really works. And so I will preface this by saying I did not like Atlantis at all. I have no desire to go back to Atlantis. Talk about crowds of people. Hundreds of people. We could not, there were hundreds of chairs around the pool. We couldn't find a spot. They were all taken. Of course, this was this was spring break too, though. I know. It was spring break. I'm sure that the Disney ship was not the only ship in port. There were other cruise ships. And so that's why it was crowded. But like, I just have no desire to go back there. Um. But if you do really want to go to Atlantis on your stop in Nassau, here is a way to do it for almost free. So you can go through Disney. You can pay $200 a person. Or there is a Comfort Suites Paradise Island that is directly across the street from Atlantis. And if you stay there, you get access to Atlantis. Like you get the wristbands that include the aquarium and the water park and everything that you would get with the Disney day at Atlantis. That Comfort Suites is a choice hotel. And I had read about people booking the choice hotel like on cash. And because maybe, you know, if the, if the nightly rate was $400 a night, then maybe, yeah, we just booked that. We pay $400 instead of $600. We get our wristbands. We save $200. But then I realized that it's a choice hotel. So I could transfer points from City or Capital One to Choice Hotels and book it that way. So I looked it up. It was 16,000 points for the night that for the day that we were going to be there. And so City transfers one to two to Choice, which means that it was only 8,000 City points would get me 16,000 Choice points. I feel like people's head is probably spinning right now, but Anyway, it was cheap. It was, yeah. So it was 8,000 city points transferred to choice. That equaled 16,000 choice points. And I was able to book that Comfort Suites Paradise Island. Obviously, we did not stay the night there. Um, we just checked in. We took a taxi from the cruise ship to the Comfort Suites. It was $5 per person. So very cheap taxi. They dropped us off at the Comfort Suites. It was funny, though, because when we were checking in, they were telling us, like, oh, and breakfast is served at this time in the morning. And I'm just thinking, like, we aren't going to be here for breakfast. But I didn't know. I didn't want to say anything. So I was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You do have to pay around $50 per adult in taxes. Children are free. So we ended up paying $100. But, you know, we paid $100 to get into Atlantis instead of $600 to get into Atlantis. And you got to report back to everybody on how it works and that it does work. Hey, Jess, did you did you go into the room at all? So in case anybody wants to just go to Atlantis, you know, I mean, go and do the hack and stay there. You did go into the room even? 
So what happens is you check in and they give you like these little tickets and then you walk over to Atlantis and get your wristbands. And so they said, and we got there at like 10 a.m., you know, because the crew. Were they like, where are your bags? <laughs> no. The crew's dark. Like, These people pack really light. I'm sure that we are not the only people who have ever done this. No, I'm sure. But I'm just laughing because they're like telling you when breakfast is at and you're like probably in swimsuits with a beach bag. And you're like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what we were like. So it was around 10 a.m. that we got there and they were like, your room isn't ready yet. And we were like, that's fine. But they said, you can go ahead and walk over to Atlantis and get your wristbands. So we walked over to Atlantis and then we never came back. If the room had been ready, I was going to go just check it out and see, you know, what it looked like. But I didn't feel like it was worth, like, going back later in the day over there just to. You weren't that committed to the research. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. No, I was like, I don't need pictures of the Comfort Suites room for the blog. But the other thing is, so we went on this cruise with my best friend and her family. And they have two adults and two kids. And they did the same hack. So they saved $800, you know, because there were four of them. And so they did the same thing where they transferred, you know, she transferred points from city to choice. And it was $50 per adult in taxes. So $100 for them for their two adults and two kids to get into Atlantis. So if you're like, I would have been very upset if I had paid $600 to go to Atlantis after experiencing it. And so if You really just want to go. And I'm not saying, like, there are people who I am sure love Atlantis. It's just not my vibe. but And not your vibe in spring break, especially. I'm sure, like, off-season, it's much less crowded. But if you really, really, really want to go to Atlantis on your Nassau stop, then that is definitely the way to go. Because you can't beat, you know, $5 a person taxi and $100 for wristbands for an entire family. That's a great hack, Jess. Like it or not. Okay, so now that you've kind of shared how, like, other people can save, how, for this cruise, how did you save if you weren't, you know, using points and miles? Or how did you, what was your hack for this cruise? So I basically used this cruise as an opportunity to rack up a ton of chase points to use on future trips. So... I think we've mentioned the ink cash before is like our favorite business card because it gets 5x at office supply stores and they sell gift cards at office supply stores. They sell Disney gift cards at office supply stores. So I would regularly make trips to Office Depot by my house and buy Disney gift cards with my ink cash. And I would buy around $500 at a time every time I went. And I would get 2500 you know, if I bought $500 in gift cards and I got 5X on those, that's 2500 points every time I am buying those gift cards. So I just use that. And I also, so once we paid off our cruise, I also got more gift cards to put towards like gratuities, like gratuities aren't included, um, any non-alcoholic. I mean, any alcoholic beverages we had, you know, you had to pay for those. And so just like little incidental things on the cruise itself, I got like another few hundred dollars in gift cards. And when when I got on the ship, I went to guest services, applied those to my account. And so I basically racked up like thousands of Chase Ultimate Rewards points by doing this that I'm going to put towards, you know, one of my many Hyatt stays in the coming year. So do the people, what is it, Office Depot? Office Depot, yeah. At your Office Depot, do they, like, know you by name now that you're there all the time buying gift Disney gift cards? Because you're going to be back. No, I'm glad they don't know me by name because they would probably think I was, like, running some one of those gift card scams. Sometimes I act, okay, and this is funny. So I am still, like, I have been buying gift cards from Office Supply stores for a very long time, but I'm still so paranoid to only buy gift cards so i'll buy like gift cards and a thing of tic tacs (laughs) and a guess that and a pack of gum you know because i'm like i can't just buy gift cards (laughs) well you don't want to have like a even number it's like i need to have like a some sense in there so it doesn't look so obvious i need this to be like 503 dollars you know and so 
So I will throw just a random little thing from the from the counter uh, and buy that too. You might need to start going to, like mixing up the office supply stores, or do you already mix it up and go to different ones? I do mix it up, and I also like so the the Freedom Flex. You know, there are certain cards that will have the rotating bonus categories. So like when the Freedom Flex is five x at grocery stores, I will also buy gift cards from the grocery store to mix it up. And those I'll just toss in my basket with my normal groceries. And so I don't have to do the trick of like buying extra to make it not look sus. But yeah, there's like an Office Depot and an Office Max and a Staples. So I'll kind of alternate or I'll do it when it's 5X at grocery stores, you know. I'm feeling a little risky because when I go, I'll like spend $1,000 at a time. So will I. And I don't always get something so i you know you're really living on the edge i I am i'm pam is spending five thousand dollars on gift cards and she's not buying tic tacs so okay well jess i want to know what all does a cruise include i mean i've been on cruises i kind of know but some of our readers and i and alex doesn't know what does it what was included? Well, I kind of know, but the listeners. Am I convincing you to go on a Disney cruise, Alex? Or are you still like anti? Okay, let me tell you what it includes and then maybe it'll sway you. So as as we said, it includes almost all your food. I'll go into like the exceptions in a minute. Almost all your food, non-alcoholic beverages, though you can, Disney does allow you to bring alcohol on board. So if you wanted, there are limitations. I think it's like two bottles of wine per person. You'll have to look at their website. I don't know exactly what it is, but you are allowed to bring a certain amount of alcoholic beverages per adult. It includes all the kids club um, from ages three to 17. So my daughter and my best friend's kids were obsessed with the kids club. They would go, like they would finish eating dinner and they'd be like, can we go to the kids club now? And so one of the adults would like get up and take them to the kids club and then they would come back and we would have like a peaceful meal without them. Or like during the day, they would be like, we just want to go to the kids club. And we'd be like, okay, that's fine. And so like every every night they went to the kids club and we would go. What do they do in the kids club? Like what's in there? It Okay. The Wish, the Wish Kids Club is actually really cool. They have this like simulator where you can make your own roller coaster. And um, and then you can like ride it, but it's like it's like virtual reality. Like obviously you're not really riding it. Um, but they have all they had like a star. They had a superhero academy where you could like interact with superheroes. They have one room that's like a Frozen themed room. They had one room that was like art of animation theme where they can like draw and so they do crafts with them. And so there's like a ton of things for the kids to do like the kids club there's no casinos on disney cruises and so basically they use up all the space that would be a casino with kids clubs and so there is just a ton of stuff for them to do so they were begging to go to the kids club every day which is priceless (laughs) that's why i love disney cruises is they actually feel relaxing like it feels like a vacation because You're not constantly, you know, like you don't have to worry about planning what's for dinner. You know, like the food is all taken care of. The entertainment's all taken care of. And so I actually find them relaxing as far as family vacations go. So Kids Club ages 3 to 17 is included. They have Broadway style shows every night that are amazing. Each ship has different shows. Ours had Little Mermaid and Aladdin. And they were, we actually only went to Little Mermaid, but it was really good it was amazing i tried to record some of it for instagram and they and i got in trouble so you won't see that i didn't know that that was against the rules um but it was amazing like truly broadway style quality and i've heard that that is what sets like entertainment is really what sets disney apart from a lot of the other cruise lines what's not included is like specialty food and drinks. So there's an adult-only restaurant on each of the ships, but it's only $45 a person, which was honestly a steal. Like We did brunch at the adults-only restaurant, um, and the kids went to the kids' club. We had a nice brunch, like amazing views of the water, and it was $45 a person. And it's like all you – I mean, it's like you can have as much food as you want. So – 
I thought it was a great deal and totally worth it. Alcoholic beverages you have to pay for and also like specialty drinks like smoothies and lattes and stuff like that you have to pay for. Gratuities are not included. Port adventures are not included. You know, um, like if you stop at a port and you want to go do Atlantis, that's not included. Um, And then the nursery for kids under three is not included. So if you have a kid under three that has to go to the nursery, then you have to pay. I think it's by the hour that you pay. So I know people are probably wondering, because I feel like we get questions like this sometimes. What is the gratuity situation like? Like, do you leave it like on your bill at the end or are you like leaving money on the table for the waiter like at a normal restaurant? No, you're not. No, you're you. You do not leave money like cash tips anywhere you can actually prepay your gratuities there's a set amount that they charge you so it's like they calculate it per person per day there's a set amount and it goes to like your stateroom host which is basically the person who you know makes up your your stateroom you know cleans your stateroom every day the nice thing about it if you have kids is that they will like make up the couch into a bed if you have two kids like a bunk bed comes down from the ceiling and so they will make that up every night while you're at the show and then the next morning they'll put it all away and so it's like a couch again and you have your ceiling back you know and so um so your stateroom host your dining server so there's like a server and an assistant server the other really cool thing about disney cruises is your server's rotate with you so like you rotate through restaurants they assign you a restaurant every night you rotate through them and your servers follow you from restaurant to restaurant so you have the same server and assistant server the entire cruise and so like you really get to know them you know and like they get to know your kids they like the first night the kids ordered shirley temples with extra cherries and then for every other night when we got to the restaurant, there was already Shirley Temples with a whole bowl of cherries in the middle of the table, like ready for the kids to go. They cut, they cut the kids' food for them. Like, what, like, like my friend's son ordered a steak, and like the server, like she started to cut it, and he was like, "No, no, no, allow me," and like cut his steak for him. So it's true. I saw you post that on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing." Like, I could eat my food while it's, like, warm and don't have to get everyone else's prepared. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's truly, like, they take care of everything and it's, like, relaxing for the parents. Um, but, yeah. Well, I know, I know, Jess, when I saw this, because I've been on cruises before and I loved cruises because you could just jump off different ports. And that was economical for me to do before I got into travel hacking. Now I prefer to go and stay somewhere, and I thought I was done with cruising. But to be honest, when you posted this, I'm like, Alex, you need to take the boys, and I'm t- coming along. You know, or I'm coming along with you guys. Just somehow I want to go. My husband is sworn off cruises; he's not going on another one. I certainly don't think he'll that Grandma and Grandpa will be going on the Disney cruise together. But I really wanted to tag along with someone. I thought it looked so fun. Alex, your boys would be obsessed. Like, they have water slides. They have, like, sports courts. They have, like, basketball courts. They have the Wish. had Like, it's called an Increda course. And it's almost like an American Ninja Warrior type, like, obstacle course. Like, they would be obsessed. So is it worth... Do like let's just assume that I'm gonna come home from the cruise and be walking around dizzy for a week. Is it that good that it's worth being dizzy for a week? I would be dizzy for a week for it. Whoa! When I saw your thing, like there's moments where I get FOMO and I consider it, and then I forget, and then like we talk about it again. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that. I'm gonna see if there's like some magical sale. Like they did one last year. It was like you got like a free night or something. How many like would? With my family of six people, and for other people listening, if you have a bigger family, how does that work? Do you just get two rooms? Yeah, you would need two if you had if you had only three kids. Like maybe you could leave your youngest with grandpa, and <laughs> or maybe one could come in grandma and grandpa's room. We've done that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they you can fit five. There are state rooms on Disney cruises that fit five. It's like a queen bed. The bunk beds, like I said, and then there's a Murphy bed that comes down from the wall. So there are staterooms that fit 
two adults and three kids. But once you get to six, you're going to need two rooms. But you can get connecting rooms. So, like, that's what we, with my friend, we had connecting rooms and our balconies also. Like, we opened up the divider on the balcony. So, the balcony also connected. And so, it worked really well. But, yeah, you would need two rooms. You know what? I'm going to consider it. I'm not swearing it off. And I will tell you this. I had been like, I'm never going to go on a cruise. Like, I just didn't really have the interest to. But if I am going to go on a cruise, it is going to be a Disney cruise. And it is going to be with your mom. And it's going to be with Pam. But Pam, Pam's going to want to, like, cruise hop. She's going to want to ship hop. <laughs> so, Jess, uh, now that you've done, like, you've done Disney World a few times, right, or Disneyland, you're a Disney adult. We've established you're a Disney adult. Are you a cruiser or a park goer? Okay. I, here's, we, I got this question a ton. Like, which is better, a cruise or a park? I will say that the cruise is way more relaxing as i've said i find i don't find disneyland planning to be very um disneyland's the opposite of relaxing but disney world planning is so stressful for me and so if you're just talking about like which is more relaxing okay obviously the cruise <laughs> i find the character interactions better on the cruise because there are a finite number of people that you're competing with to meet the characters. You know, like, the characters are on the cruise. At the dinners, the characters walk around. There's meet and greets with the characters all day long on the cruise ship. And you're just competing with the other people on the cruise. Whereas at the parks, you're competing with thousands of people in the parks. And I'm just not a huge fan of the character interactions at the park. I've never thought that. Unless you do, like, a character meal. But just walking around the park, I feel like it's not great. So cruise wins for relaxation. Cruise wins for characters. Obviously, with a cruise, you get to see places. You know, like you're not just in a park. You get to see the Bahamas or wherever or Alaska or wherever you're going. If your main goal is to do the rides, then obviously the parks are going to be better. Because they're other than the water slides, there are no rides on a Disney cruise. So if the only reason you go to Disney is for the rides, then you may not really love the cruise. But otherwise, I I would probably rate it cruise, Disneyland, Disney World in my in my world because I don't go purely for the rides to Disney. Cable. So Jess has given us tons of ideas for how we can save on a Disney cruise. And we'll see. Maybe she has me convinced. Time will tell if I end up taking my boys on a Disney cruise. Honestly, part of me just worries that if we do it, they're going to be like, we have to do this again and again. And I'm going to be like, oh, Jess, you just, what did you get us into is spending so much money. But anyways, with a little creativity, you can save thousands of dollars on your next Disney cruise. And if you'd like to learn how you too can travel more while spending less, Make sure to check out the show notes and register for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling Nearly Free. We can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, Follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you. 